Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and thank you for joining me on another episode of SoCal Sweat. I thought it's the week of Valentine's Day. Why not add a specialty episode on love, dating, sex, and relationships? Now, it's only when you truly love yourself that you can bring positivity into a relationship. Whether you realize it or not, a dysfunctional relationship with yourself is almost always going to be the reason your relationships don't work out, which is why mastering self-love should be your main priority. Now, today, I'm very excited to bring on my friend Lizzie Rich of Lizzie Rich Coaching. She has her coaching certification through Life on Fire. With over 19 years of experience in teaching, mentoring, and coaching, she helps people cultivate powerful relationships in business, family, and love. And when it comes to relationship coaching, she goes by four pillars, communication, trust, love, and respect with both yourself and the world. Lizzie also happens to be in a great marriage where they continue to get married and renew their vows each year just to demonstrate their love and respect for each other. And I'm so excited to bring on Lizzie Rich of Lizzie Rich Relationship Coaching. Hello, Lizzie. How are you today? I'm so good. I love you. I love that you even knew all that. Oh, I, I researched the hell out of you. I'm like, I'm like stalking Lizzie. Um, Lizzie and I have danced together on many gigs and I've always been so admiring because she is married to another dancer and it's very difficult in Los Angeles to have a relationship, including having a relationship with another performer, including being married in that relationship. What have been your secrets to all of that and how are you brought up? Were you brought up in healthy relationships? Tell us about your upbringing. Um, so I want to say, yes, I was brought up in healthy relationships yet. If somebody from the outside was looking in, they probably wouldn't think that. (laughs) And it really just depends on your filter of life and like how your perspective is anyways. Right. So, uh, some people can look at my life and go, Oh, her parents got divorced when she was like four slash five. And, you know, I didn't talk to my mom for a decade of my life and she dealt with, uh, you know, being addicted to meth and alcoholism and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, I also was like a little girl that lived with just my dad for a long time. Um, and even my brother, like we are definitely like super close now, but we've had our times where we've been very separated. Um, so I think depending on the person and depending on the perspective, they could be like, oh, that doesn't seem like it's very healthy. Yet I will say, um, you know, especially my dad's side of the family, they're so loving, so open. Um, I think because I had that side of the family that was very grounded and just, yeah, I want to say they were very open. You know, we have a lot of different people in our family, different religions, like different sexual preferences, all the things, but everyone was always very accepting. 
um, and, and never trying to tell anyone like how to, to live their life. And so I think that was a good example, but my dad, I have to give a lot of credit to him that he really always instilled in me to have a strong core and he always gave me freedom. And that's why even today, like I use the hashtag rich and free, um, rich kind of cause of my last name Richardson, and I just want to live my richest life in all aspects and uh, freedom is my passion. And I think it's because I was granted that by my dad. And when you get that pretty young, um, at least for me, I wanted to live up to him giving me that space. You know, it's kind of like when you really give your kids a lot of boundaries and structure and everything that where they feel like they're being told what to do, the kids want to rebel. And I always, again, had that space to be me and self-express in any type of way that felt good. Um, and even though my mom had her own stuff, you know, I had this really good perspective on life of keeping a strong emotional core from my dad and, and seeing him live that, that it allowed me to know and understand at a very young age that my mom's decisions don't have anything to do with me. And her life is her full responsibility. And my dad would always tell me, he's like, Lizzie, you're the only one responsible for your life. Uh, and even he kind of is a little bit of a road rager. And I was like always trying to tell him how to drive. I'm like, dad, calm down, like chill out. Cause LA, obviously we have so much traffic and all these things. And he would always get so frustrated at me, but he would look at me and he would say, Lizzie, don't let what I do affect you. And again, I took that and I was like, yeah, what you do in your life does not affect me. So my power also kind of came from my little Taurus side of wanting to prove to him like, yeah, I don't care what your mood you're in, like you're not going to affect me. So I think like my uh, kind of perspective also had a, a little bit of um, probably an advantage that my dad always taught me to continue learning and to question everything. So because I would look at him and how he was being, or I would look at my mom and how she was being, I did always kind of have this thought, okay, what do I like from them and what do I not? And I always just thought to myself, I want to pull from what I want and leave the rest. And you probably resonate with this as working in entertainment. Um, you know, being a dancer, I'd watch other dancers. It's the same thing. You look at dancers or you look at actors and you're like, I really like how they did that. And you're like, yeah, I would have done it this way, you know, in, mm -hmm. in watching something. Right. And so I just kept pulling that forth. And it's almost like I had this buffet, this perspective to have this buffet of life of take what works and leave the rest. <laughs> You know? Absolutely. And I just yeah. think it's, and it's, to me, it's even more enriching the fact that it was a father telling a daughter all of these things. Because so many times, I think women feel as if they have to have a man, or they have to, or, or whatever the guy says, you know, they have to do, and you already were taught to question things that you could be free already. And I'm sure that your father didn't rip on your mother. It sounds like he was very respectful. He had kept a strong core and you knew that there was an issue there, but you gathered from that as well and probably learned so much from your mom and then realized that her behavior doesn't affect you. And he sort of instilled in, in that her, also, her behavior doesn't affect him as well. Obviously it did. He raised two kids on his own for at least a decade, if not more. Um, can I ask you how your brother, how did your brother turn out? Is he pretty healthy in relationships? Yeah. So, well, my dad, like, so my brother is um, kind of like my, my, the stepdad to my, or sorry, my dad is like his stepdad, okay. even though it, it, I don't even think they're legally uh, like related. I don't think he ever like adopted family. him or anything. Yeah. yeah but um, 
So my mom had my brother first and then my dad, literally, he accidentally got my mom pregnant. So he always kind of joked that I went from a single guy to literally a family of four in like 2.5, you know, it's really cool though, because my dad and my brother have such an amazing relationship, but because of that, my brother mainly lived with my mom and I lived with my dad. So it was just me and my dad for a long time. But I also at one point didn't live with either of my parents and I lived with my aunt and my cousins. And yeah, so I've been all over the place and I used to have a nun that took care of me. So I've had a very diverse background, but again, I always, um, felt very safe. You know, I always felt really loved. And I think that's what, again, has really helped me be so functional in relationships and have clarity because I do feel for people. And that's why I love coaching around love is how do you recognize something that you haven't experienced? You don't know what you don't know. So it's really important that we find those areas of where you have felt love or you have loved someone to really pull from it. So you have that contrast of what works for you and what doesn't, because it's unique to everyone. But my brother, you know, um, he has been more of like the single uh, life and things like that. And he's had a really great relationship with his business and really kind of being really creative because I do love to challenge the perspective. I know it's almost Valentine's Day. And we look at relationships as intimate relationships, mm-hmm. yet you're in a relationship with everything. You're in I a relationship agree. with money and yeah. business, friends, everything. And that's something I want to cover because later on, but I, I, I myself love being alone. I love being independent. I am like married to my career. I'm, I love my family, my friends, and very dedicated to like volunteering and, and motivating and business. And I, But it worries me because... I have a masculine energy. I mean, I'm very feminine. I'm, I'm very much a woman, but I have a lot of alpha and the masculine energy. And you also have that, but you have, you're able to balance that feminine really well. And my question to you is with your wonderful relationship with Engel, um, and he is, again, he is also in the entertainment business and they work really well together. How did you like let your guard down and let him be a man and and give and take, because sometimes you almost have to be like, Oh, let me try. Let me do that for you. I can do better. No, I want to empower him. That's that's do you, did you ever struggle with that? I think I did in past relationships. Not, I think I did definitely in past relationships. I remember one of my boyfriends once got gas in my tank and I didn't even realize it, but it was the response that he gave me because I said, why'd you put gas in my tank? Like kind of like offended. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, wanted to help you. Right. It was really cool to have that kind of, you know, he mirrored back to me in his response. He mirrored back to me that I was being defensive and, and I could see in myself that, wait a minute, like, what am I fearful of? Because there's, there's almost a fear there. Or what do I need to prove? Or, you know, it's what am I, what am I seeking to validate of myself? And so the great thing with, you know, Ingle and I is, um, you know, I've always been more of a long-term relationship kind of person. And I, so I had a couple of long-term relationships before him. And after the last one, I literally like, it was one of the most challenging, you know, times of my life, even though I'd broken up with that guy, I ended up dating another guy pretty quickly after. And, you know, it was a whole thing, but I did so much, um, I want to say like research and also clarity around what I wanted. I got so clear on what I wanted. And I also would 
I always wanted to learn, right? I'm like, I want to look out into the world. I know I, I seeked out different relationships that made a lot of sense to me. And I was like, I like that. I like that. I like that. And again, I observed and I said, I want to take that on. And I remained coachable. Like I would start to embody the things that I saw that worked sure. and put them into practice, whether it was with my friends, whether it's with a boss whether it's with a plant, I used to kill plants all the time. Now <laughs> my relationship with like having a green thumb is way better, sure. but how you do anything is really how you do everything. So what it starts to boil down to is what is the integrity that I live within? Where's my own integrity for my life? And I started to really understand that when we get to that place of like true unconditional love, we have nothing that we need. We don't need anything. There's nothing to prove. I don't need to be better than you. Like, and I just learned all that. So I came into the relationship with Ingle clear, very also, you know, kind of that masculine energy of saying, Hey, this is what I want. This is why I want it. And I had zero expectation. It's truly knowing yourself so well that if they respond to it and go, Hey, that sounds awesome. Like I'd love to date you. I, I love where you're at then great. And then if not great, <laughs> like I'm going to have a great life and you're going to have a great life. And that's very freeing for both people. And again, Ingle just gets to be who he is. I just get to be who I am. And it's like, whatever. <laughs> you're easy. like best friends and you don't need each other. You no. can be on your own. He can be on his own. And that does work. And that is like, that is my ultimate relationship because, you know, we talk about love languages. And for me, it's not having a jealous partner because I am like neither here nor there. I don't really like to spend a lot of time with, with that person. I like to go. I like to have my own place, my own car. Um, but that's probably something that I need to work on for sure. But that's certain love languages. And I'm sure that you guys have been able to figure all of that out. Also, if you need time away, like for example, during the pandemic, if you're both in the same spot and you guys both travel a lot and things like that, maybe you weren't doing that. Did you ever feel like you were on top of each other? And are you able to say, babe, I just want to step away and you know be by myself for a while. But it sounds like you wouldn't even have to discuss it because you're already there. Yes. And can I tap on what you were saying before? Yeah. What, kind of like that declaration of what you're saying you want, because I think it's amazing how you were saying, I don't want someone who is jealous right? Like you have a contrast in that. We've obviously experienced that in the past yeah. and it's something that doesn't work, right? And sometimes in relationships, even though what makes relationships so fun is there's sexy and there's energy and, you know, we feel things and all this stuff. Yet I also think it's really great to sometimes take emotion out of relationships and just go, what works, what doesn't and keep it very simple. And, you know, and this is a lot of how the masculine energy works. It's very simple, right? So when in that contrast of, I know I don't want someone who is jealous, the first thing that you could literally start doing today, Anne, and for any of your listeners is start to become super aware of the language that you speak. So be mindful. Okay. Whatever I'm throwing out there, it's going to like start to materialize in some kind of way, especially if I keep putting it out again and again and again, because people start to see you as that. Like people will be like, oh yeah, she doesn't want anyone who's jealous. She doesn't want anyone who's jealous. And people are even feeding into that energy. Yet if we start to have the awareness of the words that we actually choose, it's gonna already start to make shifts in our own reality and perspective. So what I really like, you know, wanna offer you and encourage you to say is what you want. So if someone is not jealous, mm -hmm. what would be one thing that 
like would really resonate or even be the opposite of that, that would work for you that, you know, for sure you do want. I would, I would just tell them how much I appreciated them for quote unquote, allowing me to go to set or allowing me to go to New York. Or I just think that I would probably praise them and, and just appreciate it without saying the negative. I mean, is that something that would be a response? Yeah. Well, so that's really great. So what I hear in that is like, that's the result. Like if you get that, then that's the result. Like that person gets to feel that love. You get to feel that love. You get to feel that appreciation. Yet even like when you did the quotes, right? Like allow you to, it still has this like kind of fear-based thought around it, which there's nothing wrong with that. Again, it gives you contrast. You got to know what you don't want. to also know what you do want. There's absolutely nothing ever wrong. And so what I kind of hear in that is, really like, I want to be with someone who fully supports everything that I do. They are so excited for all my milestones. They're my biggest cheerleader. When I'm off, they're the first one to be like, honey, I'm going to take you to the airport, kiss you on the cheek and wave you off. Like, and that's what I would like want you to start speaking. Right. That's what I tell any of my clients. So whenever I hear a client say, I don't want this, I would say, okay, what do you want? Declare to me right now, what do you want? Be in the practice, speak, what do you want? Because you have the rhetorical activating system in your mind that the more you start to train it on where you want it to focus, you're actually gonna start to be out in the world seeing those things. And that's how you're gonna start to find the pathway, the quote unquote how to's to create what it is that you want. Again, whether this is your relationship in business, money, you know, your family, whatever it is, right? We want to see life over ourselves and speak life. So um, think of even like if you get a brand new car, let's say like, I remember when I got uh, my white Lexus, I was like, oh, the white Lexus, that is 250, you know? And I, I, yeah, it was like 10 years ago, but I still love my car so much. And I got this car and I felt so special, right? And so my brain was always just lit up about this car. And then I'd be on the road and I'm like, everybody has my car. (laughs) But it was because the rhetorical activating system of my mind was so focused and, you know, uh, drawn to that, that my brain started just finding it. Right. Absolutely. That's a good analogy. Good analogy. Amazing. Now, what if, what if I just feel like so many women and I, and I just know our side of it more than the masculine side. Um, so many women, I feel Maybe it's just a lot of the friends that I have. They come into it seeking someone to f- fulfill some kind of a void. And they're, I feel like they're projecting the new relationship on from their past relationships. Well, I was treated poorly in this. So I'm already watching for the signs and symptoms. What do you advise to either men or women that are coming from a relationship of baggage or maybe they've been hurt? How do they switch that mindset of this is starting fresh? I cannot bring my old baggage into that and to not look at that person to fill that gap and and please them because you have to be comfortable and and happy with your own self and your own skin. But I feel like so many people, and maybe we're just surrounded in a microcosm here of looking for what they don't have. And that's not up to that other person to fulfill that void. What do you say to clients like this? Well, one, it's so normal. You know, we all do it in some kind of way. So mm-hmm. always the first thing is like, don't beat yourself up. It's very normal. You know, people do this with food. People do this with shopping. You know, people have kind of addictions and it's to either distract ourselves or like you're saying, fill a void. Um, so the biggest thing, there, there's two energies that give so much freedom and clarity. And it's the energy of forgiveness and the energy of gratitude. And when you can come from those two places, 
you begin to take more responsibility in your life. And sometimes responsibility is a trigger word because you're like, oh, I don't want to be responsible, you know, and I get that. <laughs> Yet when you really start to understand, wait, if I'm responsible, that means that's where my power lies, right? Because if, if you don't have your power, you're powerless. It's like you, you can almost get off the hook a little bit, right? <laughs> But the idea is when we take our responsibility in our parts that we've played in any of our past relationships, um, there's really a place where you can start to go, yeah, okay, what what did I do that didn't work in the relationship? Sure. And you want to start to go down the process of forgiving yourself for the ways that you showed up and also for the ways that you didn't show up. Because most people go into a relationship having really great intentions. And because we're all just trying to do the best we can every day, some of our old habits and old ways, they do. It's we're bringing our past into our now and into the future. And, you know, it's not necessarily who we want to be, but we're like, ah, how do I stop it? Right. And so it is, it's kind of looking back over that past, forgiving things. And there's a really good practice. It's actually a Hawaiian practice. Um, it's called Ho'oponopono. And um, it's really special to me too, because my brother, he's my half brother, uh, but he's Hawaiian. His um, Hawaiian name is Kanaupuni. Oh, and cool. Warrior. So um, yeah, the Ho'oponopono practice has been amazing, has totally changed my life. So for you or for anyone listening, um, it's a practice of forgiveness and really going through the process of uh, looking at something that has happened in your life, or maybe taking a particular relationship, it could be an event, like, honestly, it could be anything and go through and start saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. And in that, I'm sorry, it's really about you taking your ownership for your part because we're all creators. We're born creators here and there's a co-creation happening. So you know, in, in a relationship, both of you are fully responsible for the co-creation. Right. And again, it's like the things that I said, and also the things I didn't say. Sure. Right. Sure. So that, and it, it, you begin to take it back your power when, when you apologize. Right. So I'm sorry. And please forgive me. Right. It allows us also to start to see compassion because when we're asking for forgiveness, it's also looking at, huh, maybe I should forgive them too. Right. Absolutely. And that compassion reminds us we're human. And that's a lot of times where someone screwed up in the relationship and that it's toxic. And I feel like sometimes people cannot let go of that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that comes from a childhood tragedy or maybe being trapped or something like that? Because I just feel like you can't beat that person up for the rest of your life. I mean, whether if it's a really bad cheating situation and there's kids, I mean, there's obviously exceptions to the rule, but everybody deserves a second chance and people screw up and, and it's hard. I mean, how do we know that we have one life partner or one love in this life. Maybe we have several. And do you believe in yourself that there's only one person? Or do you just believe that it sort of metamorphosizes and, and it's the world and we wax and wane and just kind of meet people? How do you feel about the true love? I truly, well, to me, I'm like, true love is everything. Like we sure. are of love. Love is all there is. Love is actually the only truth. Anything that is not of love is of illusion. But that again, I don't think is bad or wrong because that's how we know what love is, right? Like a black dot doesn't know it's a black dot unless it's on a white piece of paper, right? It's the idea of the dualistic. And, sure. and if we don't, if we don't know great darkness, 
how would we even recognize that we're in the light? If we, if there was only light, we would never know. And so it's, I, I really truly believe that the kind of veils of illusion are actually there to further expand the love that we really are. It's almost like if God is love, we're here to further expand and God to know itself. Like that's how I kind of think about it. And so, you know, as far as like, honestly, every single person's situation is different, but it's always going to go back to, um, you know, if there's limiting beliefs or anything, it's going to be stemmed from something of I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy or whatever, or we're just trying to survive, you know, we're, we're seeking to feel safe. There's very, um, you know, human uh, emotions that will kind of trigger those, those veils of illusion that hold us back or that have us cheat or whatever. And so kind of even answering that question of, do I believe that there's like one love? Yeah, I do. But that one love is all it's everything. And so when we look at it from a human perspective, right. Oh, love at first sight. Like I actually feel like Engel was kind of love at first sight for me. I think it was too. (laughs) But I will say he's not my first. So what I've learned, and this gives me so much certainty in my relationships is of course, I've loved people before him, yet all of the loves are unique and they are because it's, again, it's two unique expressions of consciousness. I'm one, they're one. And together what we create can only be created by us. And there's something sure. special about every single relationship. And even tying back into the whole ponopono, when you look at, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. Even if you have someone who's cheated, beat you, know, beat you, all these things, it's not to say that they were right. No, but there is in that thank you, it's thank you because you gave me a new access point to myself. Wow. There's an opportunity for growth and learning. There's an opportunity for expansion. Yeah. And in a way, I'm also like, thank you to every person on the planet, any listener, anything that you have been through and you have come through, thank you for showing up because we really are all one. And when you have expanded yourself, you literally have expanded us all. And, Absolutely. That and that's when we get to that place where we can go, I love you. And that doesn't mean that I have to be with you. doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I have to, you know, praise you or whatever. It's just like, I love you because I could not have found this part of myself without this experience. That's amazing. And that's the point that we want to get to. So again, that's a really great practice if you guys want to take it on. And I truly believe that you can love so many people in your life. If my marriage failed, quote unquote failed, I don't believe in failure, first of all, at all. Sure. If we decided, hey, we're not going to go down this path anymore. Great. I know for sure I would fall in love again. I know for sure I would have another amazing marriage. Why? Because that's what I'm committed to. And that's what I'm going to create, you know, and even my best friends, I have a couple of my friends. The moment I met them, I was like, we're going to be besties. And to me, that's love at first sight. I just knew it. Sure. You know, they're like a soulmate in some kind of way. So yes, I believe in love at first sight. Yes. I believe you can be in love with one person and that's your person. And yes, I believe you can love a million people. It's like to each their own. We're all different. Absolutely. But you're also so highly self-aware. I don't think a lot of people resonate, obviously, because you're a therapist as well, but how do you tell people to get to that level? Because I feel like people are self-aware and then they forget. And then they look at the person or they're with someone and all of a sudden they change like the wind. They change their mindset. Maybe that person's a Democrat. They date a Republican. Oh, and all of a sudden I'm a Republican. Um, They like the Clippers. They like the Lakers. Oh, now I'm a a sudden a Lakers fan. I feel like so many people do not know themselves and they're not rocks within themselves. They're not their own oak tree. They look for somebody else to fulfill that. And I'm just like, I talked to a girl the other day and she's like, well, I like country music, but my, my guy likes rock. So I don't listen to country anymore. What? 
you don't listen to your country music because you're trying to please him. So I just feel like we have to be strong in ourselves. And I love your mental awareness of I'm going to be great with or without you. And I'm always, and I'm going to bring my forgiveness and hoi ponopono to my further relationships to get, to get rid of them with gratitude and forgiveness and then move forward. And I think that so many people, and I, I do kind of feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm that same way. And I love everybody that I've been with. I love them all, all of them. Um, but I just was, I've only been in love once, but it's going to take a lot for me to, to settle down. If, if, but then again, you don't have to settle down. And no. um, I love and this Hoi Pono Pono. before with your business, right? Yes. And you, that makes me are. super You've happy. you multiple loves in so many different facets. Yep. Yep. And I'm sure you and Angle just fulfill each other with all the loves and hobbies that you have when you come together. And that's, and it's a beautiful thing. And um, for the listeners, they are dancers together. And it is a symbiotic, beautiful yin-yang relationship down to the not only the relationship, but the way they dance. It's, it's truly, it's truly magical to watch. Um, can we just talk about dating? Because I feel like this is such an age of dating with the playing games, the apps, the relationships, the sex too soon, the sex not enough, or they're, or they're celibate. And then the person's going to cheat because they want to have, have experienced sex, obviously. Um, and then in the age of this pandemic, where I think New York city is opening their restaurants tonight. Um, so it's going to be a complete free for all. I'm sure an orgy, like beyond belief because <laughs> everyone's going out and people have been on the dating apps and not seeing each other. But I've had friends like that have had one night stands during the pandemic. I mean, number one, they didn't get tested for STDs. Number two, COVID. I mean, hello. So what do you, what are some tips that you could give people in the dating world? Obviously you're not dating, but you're so well aware with your counseling and everything and amongst our friends, what's going on. What are some things that both, well, I guess both sides can do and, and, and be aware of. Yeah, definitely. Um, so and even this is popping in my head because even as I coach, I'm very intuitive because I know we've talked a lot about masculine energy and feminine energy. One thing I want to be, um, you know, really clear on, at least from my personal standpoint, and again, I'm always speaking from my own personal experience of being a human. Um, I want people to understand everyone has masculine and feminine energy, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean it's like male and female. It's just you know, you can actually Google it. And I would actually suggest Google what is masculine feminine energy. So you can see where you kind of are really functional and also where you're not functional. Right. And it doesn't mean right or wrong. I just want to go like what really works in your life and what doesn't. And let's come from a place of curiosity, because when we come from just a place of curiosity and I'm like, hmm, if I just, you know, I'm like a curious George right now and almost take yourself outside of yourself. That's when we look at like not necessarily being emotional, but just step outside of yourself. Like if you were your own coach or if you were your own, you know, best friend, like where would you guide yourself? What advice would you give yourself? And being able to kind of step outside of that, you know, it's it, like we said before, you know, we started this podcast. It's very easy to always give advice, you know, but we have to really have that honest conversation with our, ourselves of where we're at. And so sometimes kind of, again, mentally taking yourself out and asking yourself the question, what advice would I give myself? Or like me 10 years in the future, how would I guide myself right now? And if you're struggling with that, kind of think to yourself, where am I currently at? And where was I 10 years ago? And if I could talk to my 10 year old self right now, what would I tell them? And a lot of clients will say, they'll be like, honey, you are so beautiful. Like you are not fat, <laughs> you know, you yeah. are, you are killing it. You know, like a lot of the times you can see a lot of life over you, but 
that you 10 years ago, you couldn't see it, you know? And so that sometimes when we go from now into the past and kind of give our old self advice, it will help get us to get into that mindset of, huh, what would my future self tell me now? So I always believe all the answers live within you. So for people that are dating today, yeah, if this masculine feminine energy is like intriguing to you, or you want to go down it a little bit more, kind of like read about it. And this is where I get my self-awareness from, you know, I seek it. And when you seek, you shall find. So read a book, listen to a podcast and bravo. Cause the people that are listening right now, like you're doing it right now. So like literally please pat yourself on the back because when we anchor in those wins, we want to continue doing the things that have us thrive. Sure. So that's important. So, you know, start to see where can I start to make shifts and changes in my life so that I can show up as my best self, right? And this, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself because this is going to be for that person that really wants to cultivate a really powerful relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this, just know what your intention is, right? So the number one step is what do I want? And then two, why do I want it? Because somebody literally might just want to go out and get some tonight. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you got somebody else who wants that too, Brilliant. I'm so happy you guys magnetized to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. You and we, ha- yeah. And I, I feel like so many it's, and it's wonderful. And it's and as fun as it and exciting as that is, I feel like a lot of people get hurt in that environment too, because again, one of my friends called me and she's like, she's like, ask Lizzie, why do men ghost? Well, I think that both sides ghost and oh. perhaps they just weren't, weren't into that person. But what if that person calls back like a month later and it's like, what? How are you supposed to react to that? And I think it comes down to a matter of self-respect. Like, you know, thanks for calling back, but you know what? I'm doing really, really well. And, you know, I kind of respect people that get back to people because it's kind of a, a behavior trait that I'm not so attracted to. So, but I feel like not enough people say what they want or they rely on the other person. Oh, and then I, I have one friend that was like, oh, you know, maybe I just, he didn't open the door for me and what am I doing wrong? And don't, he should be kissing your ass, girl. Don't sit there and please him the whole time. Yeah, I have two things. So, and I love that you said that. So bravo, because it is, it's it's about your own self-respect. And, yeah. you know, there's pretty much like the respect, love, communication, and trust. Those are really key when you have your relationships. Those are my four pillars that I really focus on. Even with, you know, I was coaching a corporate client today and there's like three people on their, you know, board of directors. And so I do all that with them. It's like, where's our communication? Where's our trust? Where's our love? Where's our respect? Because it makes everything really functional. So if that respect isn't there where they're calling you back or whatever, you know, it, you have to really start to learn to step into what, what do I need? You know, what do I want? Again, what do I want? Why do I want it? The more clear you are on those things that gives you a clear roadmap. It's like, if I want to go to a donut shop and I'm like, I just want to go to a donut shop. Yeah. There's donut shops all over the place. You can get in your car, you can drive around and eventually you're going to find one. But if you go, I'm going to go on Yelp. I'm going to see what's like, you know, what are options out there? This looks really good. I know the exact address I'm putting it in, into my GPS. You know exactly how to get there. You're going to collapse timeframes. And even if there's a bump in the road, you're going to reroute, but you're still going to get to your destination a lot quicker and you have clarity and you're going to get probably the product that you want because you took time to think about it. And you had a roadmap. Yeah. Think about what you want and why it gives you that clarity to start to move those illusions away. And so if someone ghosts you, of course you have no control over people. So that's a huge one. When you can really, really get the fact that, Hey, I have zero control over anyone and no one truly has control over me. Like it's impossible. It's 
impossible. It will give you so much freedom and you can, again, allow people to be who they are. And you want to always remind yourself, give what you want to see. Literally when they see like, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. It's so true. Be what you want in the world. So if you want a relationship where, you know, um, someone responds quickly to you, then respond quickly to them. It's not a game. Mirroring. And like, be what you want and be it courageously and boldly and from a place of love, not manipulation. It's just, Absolutely. I'm living my truth. And that comes with a game playing. And like you said, manipulation. There are so many people that manipulate the whole process. Like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to not get back to him because so he thinks I have an exciting life. Just get back to him. He's not sitting there thinking, you know, or, or maybe in, in game playing is exciting, but also just like what you said, and from your father's quote, the fact that I'm not going to allow your life to affect mine, whether it be negative or positive, but take the good from it. So I think that's, that's really great. Um, but what do you think about the game playing in, in, in dating? Well, it, again, it's intention. If you want to play a game, play a game. Okay. Sure. But is that really what you want? Why do we want it? It's going to boil down to your why, right? So playing a game could either be, uh, I don't feel that I'm worthy or good enough. So I'm going to play around just so I get something to feel fulfilled. That could be something. But again, I'm, I will be honest, like, who knows? There could be people out there. They're like, no, it's just fun for me. And I'm like, okay, great. If you can find another person that you both enjoy that, you guys are going to be a match made in heaven and you'll have fun for however long. And then, okay, on to the next one. Like, Always so exciting. Yeah. You, if you're coming from your truth, it's going to be fun. And I always tell every client, I'm like a broken record. Truth recognizes truth. That's why when you meet someone, you just know you're like, are they, are they the truth? Or like you vibe with them or whatever. And you know, I will say I have so many phenomenal relationships in my life, but it's because I have done so much of my own truth to then be able to recognize that in other people. So I know who I want in my life. And I magnetize that. And yeah, it is that form of respect for my own time, energy, and focus where I invest it because every single thing, every moment of your life is a transaction. So what are we investing in? And am I getting a good return on investment? You know, and we sometimes don't think about relationships this way, but especially my people that are so great at business, I love coaching them on relationships because I'm like, it's the same thing. If you can have a phenomenal thriving business, it's the same exact thing in intimate relationships. And we just work in more fun and sexy, but the foundation is still the same. And some people, you know, on kind of understanding um, why people may be ghosting, to be honest, for your friends that are asking about that or listeners, I just want to offer for you that that's happened to, to send out like compassion to that person, because a lot of the times when people will ghost or whatever, and maybe you've done this in the past, I know I have, where it's like my agents emailed me and then I didn't respond. And then I avoided and I'm like, Oh, totally. And then you're just screwed. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't have the confidence or the courage or whatever to actually own your voice and own your life and own your opinions or people are people pleasers too. Maybe they feel bad. They're like, I don't really like want to go further. And I just didn't know what to do. So they, you know, again, it has nothing to do with you. It's mm-hmm. actually about them not being in their own power. And so that's why I'm always like, send them compassion because that's a tough place to be. I love you know? your example of like not getting back to the agent because you just don't know. And whether the person takes it like, you know, they take offense to it right away. Like, oh, I wasn't good enough. Da, da, da. Um, I think that's great because you never know what that person is on the other side. And they could be a complete asshole. Who knows that? But like yeah. you said, it's circumstantial and they got themselves into a bind and they don't know what to do. 
or yeah. they maybe they didn't feel good enough for that totally. person. Exactly. So. And and I would always say give people the benefit of the doubt because when you start to view life that way, mm-hmm. life will show up that way. Right? Absolutely. When you start to shift how you see the world, the world will shift and we'll offer you bend, more. Yeah, we get to bend reality with our perspective. So always assume the best of people. Because yeah, maybe they're just an a-hole and they're just like, ah, screw that girl. But still assume the best. And if anything, if they were that, who cares? Whatever. And then it's like, praise the Lord. Let's have a party. Thank you. I love you because I just dodged a bullet. Okay. Absolutely. And you're, you're practicing the forgiveness and, and gratitude, just like you said. Um, now, what, what about, I feel like so many people are sleeping together right away. And like you said before, if that person wants it and that person wants it, great. That's awesome. But I feel like so many people will jump into bed thinking that they're going to please that person. And then the whole pomp and circumstance of the romantic relationship is over. And, uh, but I just feel like also so many people, especially on the women's side, they feel like they have to complete or compete among the smorgasbord of the Instagram models. And every, you can just pick and choose your flavor at any point, any time. So I feel like they want to get to that before the guy moves on or something, which is not that you can't, men like to hunt or at least the masculine energy, whether it be male or male or female, they like to hunt and to give it up too soon. And again, like you said, you want a one night stand is exciting and like super sexy, go ahead. But when that person does not want that and they move too soon, it's like, and they repeat those same behaviors up into their fifties. I, I, I feel like. Yeah. How do you, I mean, I guess it all comes down to self-respect, like we talked about before. There's, yeah, there's a couple layers to it. Um, so it would depend on where that person, where the emphasis would be for that person. But, um, you know, what they're doing is they're negotiating with themselves on what they really want. And so you really want to ask yourself, is the next move that I'm about to make, like literally, if you're thinking, am I going to go to his house and sleep with him or whatever, you have to ask yourself, is this thought rooted in fear or is this thought rooted in love? And if it's rooted in love, great. Okay. That probably is in alignment with your truth and your values and your integrity. If it's rooted in fear, which would be, oh, well, I saw him looking at that other girl and like, well, I know I can rock his world in bed, but da, 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 like, let me just do it. Like, screw it, whatever. One, you're negotiating if that's not what you want, but two, it's a fear-based thought because it's a, it's a thought of lack. And when, like, even one of my guys I was coaching yesterday, cause I love, I coach men, women, I, I, I coach everybody. I'm like, I coach humans. And so, um, you know, I had, guess I had said to him at some point, I said, uh, we're t- I was talking about my marriage and I was like, I'm a catch. And he brought it up and he said, I can't wait to get to that point of where you're at Lizzie. He's like, cause when I say it, he can feel how much I mean that. Sure. And, and, and so that's another thing is it's really You know, if you need to, it's not about just tooting your own horn and becoming a narcissist, but if you need to, and you're like kind of questioning the value that you bring to a relationship, I'd say, get out a piece of paper and write out all the amazing things that you have to offer, you know, as a person, someone in a relationship, what are the qualities? I'm a phenomenal listener. I love making people feel special and like cooking dinners. Like I love, you know, whatever, like think of all the value that you bring and then also go, Hey, I won the state championship when I was in eighth grade. Great. Like the things that remind you of your greatness and that light you up. Sometimes if you got to do that to get yourself back in state, 
do it because your brain is a pharmacy and we want to get used to releasing dopamine, oxytocin, like, you know, all these happy chemicals, you know, putting more, even like, you know, melatonin in our body so we can sleep and we're not stressed out and stuff. So, you know, really start to put your focus on the things that you do have value in and that you do bring to the table and where focus goes, energy flows, and it will give you more confidence and certainty in showing up in a relationship, which would probably have you go, I don't need to sleep with him and prove myself. Like I'm a catch. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's a very valid point. And like back to my friend who was like walked in like, Oh, I can't, maybe I'm not good enough. I, the book, I think it's called men love bitches and or men love a bitch. And I think that what you're saying, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to swear, but um, that is quoting the book. And that is what we are. If, if you're a bitch, you means you are self-confident. Of course I'm a catch. I love that you said you're a catch and Ingle knows damn well that you're a catch <laughs> and, and it's good. And, and it, it brings you back to like what your father said, uh, live and free or rich and rich and free. And you yeah. don't need I to go away rich and free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. So I, I really like that book and I suggest it to a lot of, a lot of girls because as you know, we, we model, we act, we're among women that are just stunning, but they think of themselves as just like absolutely nothing. But then again, that comes from, that comes from within. Um, and even on the man's side too, I feel like, and a couple quick things. Um, I feel as if there's a shift, um, whether if we talk about the heterosexual community, so many women are, we're so independent now. We really don't need, I mean, we can have, we can have babies on our own. We can do everything on our own. I feel like sometimes men, and I've seen this in my own life, they're almost becoming a little bit feminine and I'm not attracted to that personally. And they could be a really good looking guy, but there's some feminine qualities where, but then again, that's my fault because I'm bringing too much masculine energy in. How do you advise super alpha females to sort of like bring it down a couple notches on that? Because I feel like there is a little bit of a shift. Mm -hmm. So I, I totally like love that you're asking this question and it's something really to acknowledge. And it's something that even a few years ago, I would even kind of get triggered by <laughs> and feel some kind of way about in the sense of honestly coming from the compassion from the male side. And I think it is because yeah. I, um, you know, I, I just click really well with males. I always have, but it's again, because I have so much love and respect for my dad, but I actually was really feeling for the male today because women, you know, um, and this is nothing against any side, right. But right. like, I would kind of see, you know, I'm observing. So I would see women saying, you know, uh, like I want to be independent. I want to do all these things on my own and, and all this stuff and really kind of needing to prove themselves. And that's not everyone, not everyone's coming from that energy, but, uh, some of it can get misconstrued from that. And so it's like, I hear women saying, you know, I pay my own rent. I do all these things and whatever, but then it's like they're over here then making men wrong that it's like he didn't pay for my dinner. He didn't open my door. He And I was like, I kind of feel like the man today just feels like no matter what he does, it's going to be wrong. I do agree with you on that. I really and do. Like, I feel for them. <laughs> yep. And it's like if they want to open a car door for a woman, a lot of times like I myself have like not let them. I'm like or, or, or like, you, like your example of putting gas in the car. However, you came from that as being you've always been independent. You've always paid for your own stuff. So you just like, oh, you don't want to owe them anything. Um, and I think that that's probably what most women are doing today, but it is men love to give men love to support. And we should, I think it's very sexy if we 
take it and, and thank you. Thank you. And also the entitlement. I can't stand when I have a lot of girlfriends that are just like, he didn't, you know, I want a pair of Louboutins and he didn't buy me anything. And like, I want to go to Mastro's for steak dinner. I wanted, I wanted dinner every single night of the week and I'm beautiful. So I should have this. And that's another kind of like negative. This doesn't work because it's not rooted in love for that person. Like what makes a relationship work is that you're not just thinking of your benefit. You're thinking of the other person as well. And if, again, I love business. If you look at business, it has to be win-win. Is it a win for this business and a win for you? Does this transaction make sense? So it's the same in love and relationships. It has to be win-win. Both people are adding value and both parties need to get in alignment with one, their truth, what they want. And this boils down to communication, which is a huge part of what I coach on. I tell all my clients, male and female, no one reads minds. If you want someone to open the car door for you, you can always say like, Hey, I love it. Like when people open the car door and they're going to want to do it. And here's the key. Think of like dogs. Okay. Humans are like dogs. (laughs) It's probably not sound sexy, but (laughs) if you think of like how you train a dog, right? It's like the Pavlov's dog or whatever with the little bell and they ring it and he knows I'm going to come eat. So I always took note of this and I learned this from coaching dancers for so long. I learned a long time ago you know, and I obviously like learned this from school because I observed my teachers. And when they would say, Hey, sit down, be quiet, da, 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 point out all the bad kids, all the other kids get overlooked. And we're, we're giving our focus to the quote unquote bad, which has that occur more. So when I coached my students, I would always say, so-and-so thank you for being lined up for so-and-so. I love that you just did da, 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 whatever, you know, and I acknowledged what I wanted to see more. And my Mm -hmm. students always want to show up for me. So when my husband, like the first time he opened the car door, I made sure to take my full responsibility. And I said, Hey, I love that you're opening my car door. That's amazing. That's beautiful. And I know it's like, we're at the beginning of this relationship. And if this is something that you're just kind of showing me just because like, it's all good. But if it's something that you really enjoy, I just want you to know, I want you to do it all the time. I love love that. I love that. And I will reciprocate by leaning over and unlocking the door for you when you walk around the car. Yeah. I love that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you one, what I want. So have the courage to speak what you need, what you want, what you seek. Okay. And also let them know why, like, why? Oh, this makes me feel so special, whatever. But even till this day, I've been with my husband since 2013. We've been married since 2016. When he opens my car door, cause he still does today. And it's not every single time, but he does it oh, all the time. Gosh. Like seriously, it's ridiculous. And every time I tell him it means so much to me and thank you. Because he wants that dopamine shot of, yeah, I'm a good husband. I take care of my wife. And I tell him all the time. I speak life over him. He brings me food. He cooks for me, all these things. And I'll say, I love that you take such good care of me. I love that you're so thoughtful. And I acknowledge and I reinforce and I anchor in more of what I want. And I'm giving him that energy, that acknowledgement, the gratitude, all those things. And people will start to show up more in that because people want to win. They want to feel good. And that is the key to a healthy relationship. You just summed it up right there. I think that is the most beautiful thing in constant appreciation. You know that he knows that you don't take him for granted and vice versa. And I think that relationships become much too stagnant. And then they're like, oh, where's the spice? Where's the spice? Maybe it just comes down to the simple things of appreciation, little notes, repeating the same pattern with that, like you said, Pavlov's dogs, ring the bell, or, you know, 
do something in the bedroom to, to, to reward. And that's another thing um, before I, we go. I feel like a lot of people sustain the sex, the sex because, oh, that person screwed up. So I'm not going to sleep with them. I'm sleeping in the other bedroom. That has to be a negative, a negative after a while. And then you, that person would, would be resentful. So I think that that is another thing is not to, not to withstand and not use that as a reward or punishment. But again, that's one of the oldest tricks in the book. So, um, but I've never believed in that. So yeah, because you have to check in with yourself. Am I doing that because it's rooted in love or am I doing rooted in fear? And you're trying to control a situation. You don't have control over that person. Yeah. The only thing, and it's an illusion and it's actually a distraction for you to focus on yourself. Yeah. Take your full responsibility for your life. There are times when I've gotten so frustrated with my husband and I'd be like walking away and I'm just like, and I know that my breakdown has nothing to do with him. And I go, and I literally think the situation, even if I feel that he's in the quote unquote wrong or whatever, I don't even believe in right and wrong, but like, even if I feel, you know, very human in my emotions at that point, I literally, even in my aggression, I'm like, thank you so much for this moment because it allows me to dig deeper and become more masterful, to become more emotionally intelligent because I'm so committed to my own mastery. And I'm so committed to living at such a high level. And it's because I understand that when I do that, that is a win-win for everyone. Everyone benefits. If everybody did this, we would not have the issues and problems. It's every, people, you need to go to see Lizzie. For therapy. I mean, I'm telling you, I've got, I mean, just interviewing you, I've gotten, I've gotten a complete uh, therapy session for myself. And I want to ask for you and Ingle, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? And I also want to know, because this is a fitness and nutrition podcast as well, what has been your, your favorite cheat food during COVID? What has been your favorite indulgence? Macaroni and cheese. There you go. Is it just, just craft box plain? Oh my gosh, yes. I already had a box this week. I'm like, now that I open that gate, it's like, well, this is going to happen every once in a while. And what are you and uh, Sir Ingle going to be due for, for Valentine's Day? I mean, I think that for you guys, not yeah. to be cliche, but I think that every day is Valentine's Day because of the fact that you do appreciate each other. You do reciprocate and you have ultimate respect for each other, which is, that is what it comes down to. But anything special for the two of you? Probably, you're probably working. We don't know at all what we're doing. <laughs> well, um, no, I actually, I don't know if he's working, but I think we um, we talked about going up to Mammoth because my family has a timeshare up there and my cousins are going to be up there. It's, it's their timeshare. So we might go up there for like a day or two. Um, but usually what Ingle and I do is we love to just get good food and cuddle on the couch and you know, I'm a homebody. Oh, I'm exactly like that. you. I love being by myself. Oh, I, this too. is like my own room. Ingle has his own room. Oh. I have my own room. Like, you know, we can bank accounts separately. Yeah, our finances are separate. <laughs> yeah. But um, I live in this room, like most of the time, coaching and, you know, working and stuff. But um, yeah, I still, I'm a homebody at heart. I love, I, that. I love yep. living the hermit status. Yep. So I can totally see us also too. just, just chilling really at intimate home. Moments. Yeah, it's great food. to go out dancing yeah. and dinners. And, <laughs> and I love riding motorcycle, anything that would be like adventurous. But yes, at the end of the day, just to be yourself with that person and be able to be quiet and just be with each other with in silence and not having to like fill the conversation. It is just a beautiful moment for sure. And I love, by the way, the only situation I would ever have in living with someone is having my own bathroom and my own own um, bedroom. 
of obviously we you'd have your shared bedroom of course for many reasons and the whole house let's just let's just tell the truth but that's i think that's great and you guys already know the self-awareness and then you're better at coaching with all the distractions anyway so amazing but next And that even, uh, you had asked that question earlier about quarantine. And so I was gonna say, cause I never really got to answer that, but just that again, because I had so much clarity on what I wanted in a relationship, when Ingle and I were first moving in together, I said, I have to have my own room. And that was like something like that to me is a non-negotiable. And so I have my own room and I used to have a bed in here, but I, again, I was clear. I knew what I wanted again. And it wasn't rooted at all in like ego control or fear. It was like, no, it's actually better for me. I thrive. I need my own space. Like I have a lot of clothes. You have a lot of clothes. It's more workability. So it was rooted from love. So it really works. And I feel like that's one of the biggest things, you know, one of them, like we get remarried every year that sticks out to a lot of people. The fact that we have our own rooms sticks out to a lot of people. And the fact that we do all of our finances completely separate minus taxes just because of the breaks. But like, I don't know how much is in his bank account. I don't like, like I'm independent, you know, uh, financially independent from him in the sense of that and him of me. Um, but I do have him on, like, if I passed away, you know, he'd get my life insurance and, you know, mutual funds and stuff like that. But you know, we really do function separately in those ways, but it's because we do them differently and we can honor and respect that. We don't even vote the same. He's democratic and I'm a libertarian. So we respect each other's differences and that's another really key thing. And that's what has allowed us to thrive during COVID is because from the get-go, I already knew what I needed to feel good in daily life. So we were set up for success from the beginning because I took that time to get really clear and I courageously communicated it from the beginning knowing if he's down, yeah. Great. If not, great. But I'm committed to what is best exactly where I want to be. Well, I hope you can get your pink macaroni and cheese and cuddle <laughs> and watch movies with Angle. And it has been such a pleasure. And again, I'll put all of your all of your your bio and um, social media links in the in the notes. But again, her website and Instagram are LizzieRich.love and at Twitter, LizzieRichLove. It has been such a pleasure. My love, Lizzie Richardson. Great to talk to you. Thank you again so much. Thank you. And that was Lizzie Rich of Lizzie Rich Coaching, who coaches relationships on communication, trust, love, and respect with yourself and the world. We appreciate you for listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can certainly reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels or at Ann McDaniels Actress. And I'll see you next time on So Cow Sweat with a very happy, healthy, sexy, adventurous, and romantic Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.